Hey, welcome to the Gridiron 4th and 1 podcast. My name is Rishi. Uh, I'm your host, and with me, my regular co-host, Nardo. Nardo, you uh, you look a little uh, exhausted, tired. Uh, perhaps it's because uh, you know that I'm coming for you uh, with all these trades. How are you doing? Oh, my God. Okay, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking, but your, your team is like the team that makes the most moves for being the worst team in fantasy football ever. I have no idea what you're doing. I was talking to your brother about this the other day. You literally are trading your future... When what place are you like number eighth or ninth in the league? Seventh, seventh place. Oh, sorry, seventh. You're seventh place. Your team sucks. Like and I'm trading. I'm, I'm basically <laughs> being. I'm, things gonna happen. I'm being but, the Los Angeles Rams. I'm trying to get like Von Miller and and like you know. You you realize you scored the least points in fantasy, right? Uh, last week I scored the most. <laughs> huh? It doesn't matter about the whole season. It's all about week. Yeah. Week. Okay. All yeah. Right. Okay. But yeah, keep making trades. Keep making yourself believe you have a chance. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I'm sure our guest today is going to be on my side for most of these topics against your stupidity. Uh, we have, true. not in our league, we have Melvin. Melvin, how are you tonight? Pretty good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for and, being uh, on. Yeah, thanks for Rishi, being on. Rishi, I think you're you're channeling your inner Ryan Pace here, mortgaging <laughs> the future for a shot at potential far-fetched glory. So. It, mean, it just means I'll never get fired. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wait, okay. I have to mention this. I've been listening to the radio. Apparently, they're thinking about kicking Ryan Pace up. So he's doing so bad, they're going to promote him <laughs> and then hire GM. Yeah, yeah like he'll be like the president of football ops. I did see that swirling. I don't know how much uh, or truth there is to that, but it seems like they love him. And he, he did make a lot of improvements with their infrastructure, House Hall being modernized. So I think they like that aspect of it. And I don't know, that edgy haircut of his. That's really a strong chin that really defines the team. (laughs) I I don't know. I don't understand it. Like he sucks at what he's supposed to do is, you know, getting talent, having you set up for the future. He's pretty much the Rishi of uh, team management. Yeah. Selling the future for nothing. But for those of you that might have forgotten, Tariq Cohen is still on the Bears. Yeah. Well, he signed into like a four year contract. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, oh uh, well, I, I think there the talk was about potentially Champ, oh, what, I, I forget his last name, but Champ something, he's a, the assistant, and they would potentially kick him up to GM, and then Ryan would be like president or something. There that, is so, that is the most Bears thing to ever do. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's very Chicago, though. It's like when the Bulls kept, you know, being in like mired mediocrity, and then they're like, "Well, John Paxson and Garfour are doing a great job, so we're gonna right. just keep them around. We'll move them yeah. around as we want, but you know, we're gonna keep just, status quo, even though we can't win keep, anything. Just keep shuttling in the next Iowa State coach to take over. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> one yeah. by one. But I mean, the Bulls do look good finally now that they, you know, kind of got rid of Garpax and everything. So yeah, clean house. Got a, a new team in place from top to bottom. So. I mean, have you guys been watching them this year? Oh yes, I was. I had them. I think in the third quarter of Monday Night Football when they were playing the Nets, I, I was flipped to the the Bulls game, and then oh. by the time it was done, I was able to flip back to the fourth quarter, which got exciting. gave us, gave us uh, some hope there at the end, but I'm excited. I mean, I think what, a lot of okay. people are are saying, you know, there's no moral victories, but that was as close to a moral victory you could get with the loss yeah. you you saw that justin fields he can he can take the team down the field he can score a touchdown and and he'll win the game for you guys but i obviously as bears fans i'm sure um you guys were very upset about the the refereeing as pretty much every bears fan is even even me as a packers fan i i can't even be biased enough to say that that taunting call was appropriate it was just like it was very bad like i don't understand what he was thinking, but uh, I don't know if you guys want to rant or, or, you know, kind of give your thoughts on, on that game. I mean, I, I think the, the refs have this, uh, met this, uh, concept that they have to enforce these new rules. So they go over and beyond to do so, uh, with the chop block earlier against James Daniels, even though he did not make contact, and then there was another play where they called them for an illegal formation, but they corrected the illegal formation, but they specifically said they had an illegal formation, they corrected it, but it's still a flag because it was an illegal <laughs> formation. So I yeah. don't know how that works. And then, yeah, that taunting, I mean, this guy, 
eight eight teams and whatever time he's been in the league uh, does a like Mortal Kombat finisher move after he gets a big sack and he goes over the crowd and just looks. I mean, you could argue he was just looking at the crowd. He didn't say anything. Yeah. And to make that at that time, I felt like was just a really. That's yeah, a, like it was a, that was like the worst part. I mean, that was such a sweet roundhouse kick. Like that was Chuck Norris esque <laughs> at that point. Yeah. That I don't know how you can even flag it, but what he just looked over at the bench. Okay, calm down. Okay, like Aaron yeah. Rodgers was here telling the crowd that he's the fucking owner of the Bears a few weeks ago. <laughs> like all this shit, and he doesn't get anything. But now, oh god, <laughs> this guy who got a sack looking over, and then like the ref bumps into him first and then yep. throws it. Like yep. come on, yeah. yeah. That whole video that was very did not reflect well the fact that he looked like he leaned into it and then the flag wasn't out until he had contacted the player. So, uh, and then earlier in the game, TJ Watt had got a sack and was looking at the bear sideline and blowing kisses. And probably you could argue to the crowd, but you could apply the same rule. If you're looking at the letter of the law that he's looking at the opposing sideline and making gestures or posture. Yeah. I think the officiating was very uneven. Like Justin Fields was not getting any calls as protection for like, you know, I feel like the quarterbacks, when they run the ball outside of the pocket, they usually get protection or if you know, you're in the pocket and you're going down, like he kept getting hit and the referees just didn't care. Yep. For sure. I mean, I think the most blatant one, there was one, it was multiple calls on that one series where they had to, I think end up sending for a field goal where uh, he got hit on a run and got, pretzeled but the more blatant one was when he pretzeled? got hit with a pass wait, wait, what, what is pretzeled what does that even mean you know like bent up like a pretzel yeah like twist it up come on yeah like twist it like up like by, two, by two guys like one from each side or something what yeah, is this? it was him and then the ground uh that's another concerning thing he's got to be careful with some of the hits he takes but uh, the play where the dn came around the edge the ball was released he took two steps into him and knocked him uh, to the ground. And yeah. Justin's just laying on the ground. And he gets up and he asks, you know, Roethlisberger had a flag called because he got hit by his own player. The uh, In the <laughs> process of him throwing the ball, he got shoved down by Mario Edwards. And on his way down, he gets hit in the head by his own player's knee. And they called a flag because they just yeah. see Roethlisberger on the ground like dazed and confused. So... Of course, it was Mario Edwards, you know, leading yeah. the, the team in unnecessary. I think flag, I think it's just like the rookie, like rookie, just doesn't get the calls. It's like the NBA, where it's like you have to earn it, and it's I I don't agree with it. I think it's stupid, but um, I think that's just what it is. I don't think they get the respect they deserve. I think yeah. Nagy's got to step up. Like Nagy has to make a bigger fuss of it. He's got to go in the press he's, conference and he's and be on like, the sidelines. Okay, but he's got to yeah. like he's got to draw the flag. Yeah, I mean, they're all scared to say anything super aggressive in the post-press conference because they don't want to get fined. Although Cassius Marsh was straight up, like, <laughs> basically intimating that uh, Tony Currenty threw that flag and made inappropriate contact with him. He doesn't care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't care. But, yeah, that guy's awesome. I agree. Nag- Nagy's got a – I mean, he does do it on the sideline, but, you know, these guys are all too scared to ruffle feathers with the Supposedly, they can submit plays and things for investigation. The league is supposed to review yeah, all calls, but, but nothing comes of it. Yeah, although no. they did come out and say that they stand with Currenty's call on the uh, the taunting. So for what that's worth, the the one thing about the NFL though, they always are so quick to protect themselves, and they're right. they don't want to look like oh, there's something wrong with our games or anything, or there's something wrong with our teams. So they'll just throw anyone under the bus. Be like, no, that was the right call. Like we'll. Yeah. We'll try to confuse you and make you think you don't know football or you don't know what you're seeing with your eyes. So you just believe what we're telling you. Like, no, we're not yeah. stupid. Like, we yeah. can see what happened. I think someone brought this up. The Zach Miller play where he got his leg absolutely destroyed but caught the touchdown, but they called it not a catch. Like, 150 days later, they ended up saying, like, oh, yeah, that actually was a catch. I think there was, like, uh, some, some talk <laughs> on Twitter about how they had reversed that. So, yeah, oh, I God. agree. That definitely happens. This is like this is a topic that we wanted to talk about. This is a topic that we were going to talk about a few weeks ago. Do you guys remember when um, they were talking about the Washington football team? How should they release the emails and stuff? And Roger Goodell's like, no, we're not going to release anything. That's just going again to prove that the NFL protects themselves 
and their brand. Like, yeah. you know, they're afraid of the ownership group uh, looking bad. But then when it comes down to like a player, they'll have this big investigation, 90, 100 page report. Like Inflate or Deflategate had the what? Like a 100 page report by a law firm that cost tens of millions of dollars. And it was all released to the public. But then your owners are doing like shady stuff and nothing gets released. Like if yeah. they do something bad, just release the information. Just say, yeah, my ref effed up. It's okay. Like, and they're like, yeah. fine. At least you would agree to it. Right. Right. No, yeah. yeah. What do you, what do you guys think about like the, so the bears are now three and six, but I mean, in terms of, and I know this is kind of way out there, but like, was it, I mean, from a playoff standpoint, the Falcons have the seventh seed at four and four. Um, Bears fields looked decent on Monday night. So it wasn't like, you know, the Bears offense was terrible. It was actually weird. They they look like a competent team. Do you think that, like, it's reasonable to expect them to – I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but, like, be, like, you know, 7 and 10, 8 and 9, something like that? Or or you think they're going to go the opposite way? And I mean, it's not like they have a draft pick to fight for. Pace already gave yeah. all that up. Right. Yep, they sure did. It's hard. I think the issue is uh, we don't know what's going on with Mac. They said that he was potentially going to go on IR. It seems like they opted to do two games, the bye, and then presumably he will be back because otherwise it wouldn't make sense for them to have not put him on IR. Um, and then, you know, we got a lot of guys in our secondary that have been put into positions that they probably shouldn't be. Uh like Kindle Vildor as the starting cornerback. The slot cornerback has been a question. Duke Shelley had a good game, it seems like, the last game. And then safety, DeAndre Houston Carson, I actually think, has been doing well. But you saw that play where Roethlisberger threw the ball up in the air, and it seemed like it was literally up in the air for five seconds. (laughs) Like, that should have been a pick, but it was a completed down-the-field pass. That's probably where we miss Ejax because presumably he would have made a play on that ball. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm optimistic that the offense will keep growing. I'm looking forward to see if Tevin Jenkins can come back. He was working out before the game. He's uh, looking like he may be activated and open up the window to return. So I'm hoping to see some uh, of him out there because Larry Borum has looked good in his time. So I'm hoping that if we can get some hits there with our tackles on either end, then that's one less hole that we have to fill. Because the problem with this Bears team is they have a lot of aging players. Yep. They don't have a lot of high-end draft capital. They're going to get right. some comp picks, presuming that they're going to lose A-Rob if Hicks ends up leaving. Uh, but then the problem is then you also have to find a number one wide receiver a, a, a D tackle to replace Hicks. So, you know, the holes are plenty. The cap space should open up. I mean, uh, Jimmy Graham being on this team is painful for me because they're just <laughs> not using him. The, that play that he had, which is a really nice pass connection, was probably the best play that he's had all year. But where has he been? Like, I don't get it. It makes no sense. I mean, he's just, he's old. Like, I don't think he has the ability to kind of just get away from someone he's used so much in just the goal line post up on the defender and i'm gonna throw it up and you're bigger than the guy so i'm gonna throw it to you and hopefully you catch it but yeah no i agree but okay so just on that topic who let's say you can draft two players that become cornerstones at certain positions what two positions do you think the bears need the most in the offseason uh i think when you're building a team now in the nfl you need uh, someone that can get to the quarterback. So with Mac, we have one. Quinn, I think his contract is going to be up. I'm not sure. I think he signed a five-year deal. But I don't, I don't like Quinn. I don't like Quinn at all. I mean, yeah. no. I mean, if he if he doesn't have guaranteed money, I think they'll cut him. I wish I would imagine he probably I th- doesn't. I will. So definitely after last year, I was not a fan. But I think this year. With Mac being down, if we didn't have Quinn, like we're getting no push to the quarterback. I don't yeah. understand how he managed to line up offsides in the neutral zone twice, <laughs> multiple times on one drive. Oh my god! Uh, but he at least has shown the ability to get to the quarterback. Um, so I would definitely say that, and, oh, and yeah, we he's... definitely 
are going to need to address the wide receiver position because I don't know if Darnell Mooney is a true number one quarterback or sorry wide receiver number one right. um, for uh, for Justin Fields. I, I don't know if that's necessarily the cornerstone position. I would say definitely uh, D end or linebacker in our in our situation that can get to the quarterback. And having a locked-on corner, it looks like Jalen Johnson is a good player. A lot of people are high on him. Um, he still, you know, when he's matched up against a number one wide receiver, they still manage to get open. Hard to be a true locked-on corner if you're, you know, your uh, front front four can't get pressure. But he does wait, look wait. like a promising player, but we got to get someone opposite of him. And so, But, but if you're not, it. Melvin, if you're not being Bears-specific – are you still are you still picking wide receiver and and D end or are you picking if oh, you're just being sure. if you're just being are you asking what's the most are you asking what's the most important position in football then Rishi I'm guessing I'm asking no I'm asking how would you to the point that you know if you were to start a team what let's see you have the two first round draft picks like the Giants do oh, which gotcha. two which two positions sure. are picking quarterback quarterback well, uh, for sure. of course of course quarterback you need to have a quarterback yeah uh, but. You know, as we've seen more often than not, these high round quarterbacks don't necessarily always pan out. Yeah, I don't really follow college football that closely, but from what I've heard, the college quarterback class this coming year is not that great. Uh, yeah, I think there's, people are there's saying not. that people are saying Mac Jones would have been like far and ahead, like the number one pick, uh, which yeah. makes me happy that we were able to go up and get fields this year. But definitely quarterback. Um, yeah, I would say I think, quarterback and D-end or, or linebacker, okay. a pass rusher. You need a, a premium pass rusher. Yeah, because, I mean, the class for next year for quarterback, I mean, I think there's there's players there, but, like, I think, in my opinion, having seen some of the players and, and, and watched, actually, I've, for whatever reason, watched a decent amount of college football games with those quarterbacks, I think the guy from Ole Miss, uh, I think his name is Matt Corral, he's by far the best um, in terms of his talent and his ability to throw to the point where like, okay, this guy um, is, is, is he, he's, he's not going to have trouble throwing in the NFL. It's a matter of whether he can get it mentally. Um, and I don't, obviously that's, that's really hard to know as an outside observer. Cause like you don't get to talk to the person. You don't get to like understand how they think. And that's kind of critical in knowing whether or not they could be a good NFL quarterback. Right. So I don't know. Sure. I think, I think like quarterback. I think you have to get one in the first round at worst, second round, because it's very rare anything past round two pans out to be special. Like yeah, there are those outliers like the Wilson or the Brady, but yeah. other than that, how many quarterbacks do come outside of the top two rounds? Like it's very slim pickings. But I think like the top four positions. I think it has to go quarterback, left tackle because you have to protect the quarterback and, you know, have a run game. And then probably pass rush defensive end, like Melvin was saying, and probably shut down corner. I think wide receivers are important, yeah. but, you know, I think you can I, get by if you're the other ways, but you want I the D end plus the corner. Yeah, the, I think I think the, the 49ers, like when they went to the Super Bowl, it was because their defense was really good. They had, like, shut down back end plus, like, ridiculous – pass rush in Nick Bosa. It's like Nick Bosa, Richard Sherman is like you basically have no time to throw and then when you do throw, you're throwing it into this like web that is going to catch everything you do and or pick it off or or, or or take a pick six or whatever. It's and or deflect it. Um, it's just, it was, I think that method to me I would prefer to have the elite defense over the elite offense when I'm going to a Super Bowl. Um, just because it's it's harder in the NFL nowadays. It's harder to play defense than it is offense. So if you have an elite defense, your offense could probably score some points versus a, a semi average defense. Versus like trying to score points against an elite defense really hard. Like the the Chiefs last year against the Bucks, they were getting destroyed by the D line and linebackers of the Bucks. Right. So like. I just think of that, or like the Ravens when they won their Super Bowls, it was all defense. Um, Peyton Manning when he was old and unable to actually throw the ball when he was throwing like wobblers, it was all that Broncos defense with Von Miller. I just and Russell Wilson. The only reason he won the Super Bowl is because the Legion of Boom. 
Like, oh, like, come on. Russell Wilson was, you know, a solid player. No, he's like scrub. He was Peyton Manning. Scrub. scrub. He's scrub. No. Okay, uh, scrub. Get the fuck out of here. He's, he's <laughs> a, hey, fourth and one, what happened? He threw a pick in the Super Bowl. Just okay, but that was that was a good play. I mean, and that was a stupid play call. Why would you win Marshawn Lynch in the backfield? He has the ability to audible. If he's truly a great quarterback, be like, F this. We're not running this play. Audible. Marshawn, you're taking the ball. That's nah, it. That's I mean, all you got to say. He, wa- he wanted the ball in his hand. I'll let him. Exactly. He play. wanted it in his hand, but he's no good. <laughs> okay, you're, if we'll get to the topic of bad quarterbacks when we talk about Jordan Love. Okay, but oh, yeah, oh. Yeah. like let's oh, not, you're about to become the Bears for the next twenty years looking for a quarterback. Nope. Okay, buddy, uh, so no, we can only hope. Yeah, Just right. So I could see Rishi suffer the same fate that we have for the last. Oh my God! Yeah. Once you lose Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, good luck. Welcome, right. welcome to the rest of the NFL. You want to talk about an anomaly? <laughs> That's an anomaly right there. Going from one Hall of Fame quarterback to another. Oh yeah. I mean, that, how often does that happen? Yeah, well, it's like well, it's very rare. But if you had to pick right now, then based off what you just said about what you think the formula for winning a Super Bowl is, who do you think the top contenders, the real contenders are? Well, I, I was really high on the Bills until they put up that stinker this uh, this weekend. I, I didn't see that game. I saw some of the highlights. I'm not sure what happened, but it seemed like Jacksonville defense had it figured out. Yeah, I yeah. I was like the Bills. I was like high on. I don't know why the the Patriots are starting to put it together. Ooh, I don't okay. know if that's just me, but no, no, I agree. I just don't think it, they're they're gonna win. The, I don't think. I think they'll make playoffs. Yeah, but championship is Mac Jones is not. It's not like Mac Jones was balling out. Um, he's just he's just slightly better than a game manager. And that Patriots defense is not the Patriots defense of old where it's like completely dominant. It's just, it's good, but it's not like that. Yeah. Um, I'm a biased person in this you case. Chargers, I'm a, I'm a no, actually, I'm going to say the pack, watching the Packers defense against the Chiefs without Aaron Rodgers and watching the Packers defense pretty much all year, it's weird. It's like they're actually halfway, they don't have half of their team. Okay. And yet but, they're still good. They don't have their. Pro Bowl cornerback in Jair Alexander. They don't have Zarius Smith. Stokes um, was out that last game too, wasn't he? Did he get hurt? I was, yeah, yeah, you're right. He was. And so, like, they don't have a lot of their guys, and yet they're still. I think it's just the scheme is is working well to the point where, like, this is weird. It's it's like they have a top ten defense. They could so potentially, if Aaron Rodgers does his normal thing. I'm gonna just say it this way though. Don't don't set Kansas City as a barometer for anything. That <laughs> offense is complete trashes here. Like yeah, I know we all want to think in our heads. There? I don't know. It is just I don't know what's going on. I'm I don't know if just Andy Reid dealing with the drama from his son last year mm, is still sure. fallout about it. I have no idea if anything came from that trial or anything, or if there is a trial. Right. But they're they're not the same Chiefs. This year they are not. And I don't know. Like we said in another podcast, like paying the quarterback hurts you overall in the roster. And then this year, after the um, after the salary cap went down too, it made it even worse because, like you know, he's still costing fifty million against like the what one seventy instead of the two hundred eight that they thought it was going to be. So it becomes an even worse situation from this year. My guess is next year they'll rebound, but yeah, it's just yeah I mean, they had to make cuts. I mean, Sammy Watkins. I knew it. I knew you were going to say, <laughs> I think Sammy Watkins. <laughs> Melly, so I don't know if you ever listened to the podcast, but for some reason, Rishi thinks that Sammy Watkins is the cog that helped <laughs> Kansas City. <laughs> All these years. He's their number Sammy two Watkins. wide receiver. When when they double team Tyree Kill, when they double team Ky- uh, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins is the guy they Sammy go to. Watkins he catches the ball. He's fast. He's reliable. Perpetually, perpetually on the sideline with the soft tissue. Hey, Sammy but Watkins. when he's not, yeah, that's when exactly he's not, that's that's the thing. When he's not, he's he's gold. He's he's that glue guy. He's on the Ravens he's the glue guy. now, right? Is that where mm-hmm. he is? He's, I he's think on he's the Ravens. Ravens. You know, yeah, the number one team in the AFC. Sammy Watkins is on that team. Yeah. I'm going to look at his stance. Yeah, I don't know. Just You're so number one team in the AFC. You're so dumb. I can't talk to you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you come up with these stupid stats. <laughs> but I don't know. I think I like the, I think the Packers do look solid. But I don't know. The Rams look like they're going to be the, the team to beat in the NFC. What? Why are you shaking your head? No, I, I don't. It's weird. Like so, they played well, the, the Titans, Titans, and it was just yeah. Let's give the Titans some credit. They they shut yeah, them down, and, and the Titans absolutely destroyed them. It's it's like the offense of the Rams looks good at times, but then like 
their defense you would expect to be more dominant than what they've shown and i don't understand why they're not but they're definitely not they don't it is i don't feel like teams are fearing them like you, you go in when you lost derrick henry and you the titans did well now part of that is matthew stafford throwing a pick six um but but like you said they have the defense that you know that's gonna be hard to i don't know stack that they up do. against i don't that know that line is scary if von miller I guess, comes yeah, back if, healthy yeah I, okay i agree we need to, i need to see them with von miller because without von miller um I don't know how. I mean, Aaron Donald can be double teamed, so that's that's part of the problem that I yeah, I'm just Leonard like Floyd on the other side, man. Don't, no, stop it! Stop man. telling me Leonard Floyd is good just because he he signed with the Bears. So you guys are like, no, nah, this guy must be good. It's just I don't think good. Leonard Floyd's good. Leonard Floyd's good because <laughs> Donald's there. He's, he's a he's a solid player. He made some plays in that game. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's not what we thought he would be when we picked him. I think eight to be a premium pass rusher. You mean uh, you mean that. he's 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 not who we thought they were? He's not who we thought right. they were. But he got he went to the Rams and he got an extension with them. So obviously they they thought highly enough of of him yeah. to, to, to show up money. He's he's like he's a guy. He's just yeah. He's a rotation guy. There's nothing wrong with being a rotation guy. Everyone's not going to be a superstar on a team. But he's yeah. not like you know this like oh my god why'd the Bears let him go? No, he just he wasn't firing. You had to let him go. Yeah. Like, and it worked out well for him. But right. I don't know. I think I think the Rams have a good shot. I I if the Packers win it all, I'll just I don't know what I'll lose my mind. My head will explode. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. If the Packers win it all, though, let's let's hypothetical. Let's say they do. If you are the Packers management, are you still trading Aaron Rodgers, or are you trying to like sign him to an extension and trade away George Love? Well, what does Aaron Rodgers want to do? I yeah, because doesn't Aaron Rodgers do at the end of the day? Like let's yeah. let's say let's say you win the Super Bowl, but like you then you have to give them like the Patrick Mahomes fifty million dollar contract type of thing, but and then trade away Jordan Love. Like that's what you have to do to do that. Are you gonna do that after he wins the Super Bowl? You just be like, you know what, he won us the Super Bowl. That's great. Let's get the most value we possibly can for him and just stick with Jordan Love because we After know, watching Jordan Love, I would probably, you know, get rid of both of them. <laughs> 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 but I don't know if that's possible. But well, I, yeah, he, yeah, I think if if um, they know that Rodgers is not <clears throat> in it to be there with them, if they can get a king's ransom for him, like the the deals that the people were throwing around for Russell William, uh, Russell Wilson the past year when they were rumoring what the Bears were willing to give up, if you can get that kind of haul and use those draft picks effectively, not like the Raiders when they traded for Mac and now like I think three or the only person left is like Josh Jacobs from that hall. If you can use those picks effectively, that can set your franchise up and really move you forward. Uh, but of course, like we were talking about earlier, quarterback is the most important position in, in the, uh, in the game. But the question comes down to how long does Aaron Rodgers want to play football for? Like, yeah. And it seems like he doesn't want to be in green Bay. Yeah, it's hard to tell with him what he wants. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it seems like maybe yeah, he'd be interested in playing in another place, possibly, and like, and and just seeing what it's like there. But um, I mean, he's also. I mean, if you think about, it, he's been. In, he he said he loves his teammates. He said he loves the city. He loves like he doesn't. He gets along with Malafor. So I could see him staying if he. If uh, if he does win this, if he doesn't win the Super but Bowl, I, I think he's gone. He he seems sour to the whole management of right. how his voice is not being heard on players to draft, players to bring into the team, of anything. Like I think he's yeah, really, I think, and he's, I think that's changing this year though. I think like right, they brought in Randall Cobb. That was solely, and Brian Gutekunst basically said yes, this is solely for Aaron Rodgers to bring in Randall Cobb. Now, granted, that's been a really good move. Randall Cobb has been pretty good for for the Packers so far um, compared to like what you would expect um, uh, to have happened. Like he's, he's been, he'd been kind of like a vintage Randall Cobb in a sense. Um, and yeah, then but I think, yeah. I think Rogers strikes me as someone who it holds a grudge as we know with whatever his issues are with his family. So yeah. I don't know if he will stay if Gutekunst is still there just as like a power play and an ego move to show that he's the top dog. Yeah. I mean, and he'll want to stick it to them. Like he might say whatever he wants publicly, but he wants to leave and he wants to come back and just rub it in their face. Like you picked, you drafted this guy when I was there. 
you could have drafted me a wide receiver, but you drafted this guy to be my back to become my replacement. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's not going to forget that he's not going to, you know, be one to just move on from that. But I would trade him if I was you guys. I don't know if you, you know, if they're going to just release him because there's some sort of handshake deal. There's a handshake yeah, no, deal there. You know that. There, yeah, no, there is, but they're not releasing him. They like he knows that they're not released. They, they're not. That's that would be beyond like. As a GM, you can't be like, yeah, I'm just going to release Aaron. The cap yeah. hit because the cap hit would be crazy. It's like I think he's due forty six million dollars next year, and it's not like all of that. I believe all of it's guaranteed. So like they're not going to do that. They would trade him to a team and get something for him. So for yeah. sure. No, yeah, no, for sure. You can't let a, a Hall of Fame talent walk away and still performing close to his prime. For but then like, if you, if you're Aaron Rodgers, are you, are you going to tell the team, Hey, I'm only going to go play for this one team. So make it happen. And now that team has, you know, all the leverage. So now they trade a third round pick for him. Well, no, no. So, so I think, I think what happens is if you're Aaron Rodgers, you give the Packers probably a list of two or three teams and say, Hey, I but why, play, I why, do- why is Aaron Rodgers? Would you do that to help the Packers? When you want more you, your team. you, you want the Packers to facilitate the trade. Right. Right. So, yeah, you, but, I mean, the, the Packers are going to facilitate the trade and they'll get draft picks. Aaron Rodgers doesn't care about the draft picks. He just wants to be on a good team. So, like, it's going to be like, you know, if he's like, all right, I want to go to either the Raiders or the Broncos or, or I don't know what other teams would, would want him if, like, um, you know, he goes up to like freaking Seattle because Russell Wilson gets traded to the Saints or something like that. Like, you know, if, if he goes to Seattle and trades, if he goes to Seattle and they trade draft picks for him, and they keep DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and then, um, you know, I could see him doing that. I, I don't see any reason. And like, the thing is, like, he would, he doesn't, he can tell the Packers organization. He doesn't obviously, he can't tell the other teams that's tampering, so he won't. And maybe he would, but um, like, they're not going to know. Like, oh, I'm the only suitor for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I guess, but I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers' agent's going to be like, "Hey, don't give too much up. He's only going to play for you guys. You're the only option." But that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe I'm overthinking it. Where Aaron Rodgers wants to retain as much draft capital to help the team out. It's like when yeah. the NBA, the NBA, like you know, when players hold all the cards, like you're getting like real crap, you know, returns because a player's like, "Well, don't do much because I want to play with these players." So to give them the worst shit you can find. And I'm going to stay there. Like, I'm coming there anyways. That's the only place I'm going to come. So don't give anything good away. Like, I think that's the way it would be. But I got to ask, okay, Rishi, so let's say the Seahawks end up being the trade partner. And they're like, we'll give you Russell Wilson for Aaron Rodgers. Would you do it? Me personally? <laughs> yeah, as, a me Packers as, Packers. Fan, as a Packers fan. No. Uh, and this is just me personally. I don't. I, I don't like Russell Wilson. Um, I can't believe it. I can't believe I don't after don't like Russell that Wilson. But love, you'll take. I him. don't. I don't like Russell Wilson. That said, as a as pretty much every other Packers fan that would be out there, they would probably be like, "Yeah, sure, we'd do that." If if Aaron Rodgers was for sure like, "Hey, I'm and getting out of here. Like, I don't want to stay." Then yeah, every other Packers fan is probably like, "Yeah, that's fine." But for me, I'm just like, no, I don't want him. I don't think he is. Are you really high on Jordan Love? Like, after watching that crap? (laughs) I am... Okay, so... I don't... I don't know that I would say, like, he was so amazing, like Patrick Mahomes, that I was like, oh my god. But I also think, like... So, 51% of the time, I believe, the Chiefs blitzed him, like, either with pressure or almost zero like a zero pressure look where there's like nobody no safeties right and like i don't know if he couldn't audible out of that because he looked really bad on all of those plays like he had no chemistry with Devontae adams obviously first game with him he didn't have a preseason with Devontae, so um i just i'm curious to see i honestly i kind of want rogers not to play in this next game just so i can see one more game of jordan love and see if it's the same or if it's, you know, if he's got some improvement, right? It's a, literally his first game in the NFL. Like, I don't expect oh, I in his first. I thought you said he was a second-year player, Rishi. Uh, I know, right? Like, he's not a rookie. Uh, it's, it's an interesting case study in the old argument of do you start the rookie quarterback right away, let them get their yeah. feet wet, or, you know, you just let them sit behind a veteran, see how the game is played. 
And I think Justin Fields is showing a lot of improvements week by week, which is lending a lot of credence to the, even though he looked like he had no idea what was going on in that Cleveland game, he's been able to build. And not every quarterback does that. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people were arguing for him to, at least national-wise, was arguing for Andy Dalton to stay the starter. Um, but I, I think I'm, I'm really optimistic with what I've seen from Fields. And from what you're saying, Rishi, a lot of things that you're saying is Jordan Love hasn't had the opportunity to get number one reps, be on the field, get game experience. And I think that, that does matter. Yeah, I, I, I agree it matters. But so, like, as an example, Aaron Rodgers, he sat for three years. His first year that he actually started every single game, they went six and ten. So I I do agree that refs matter, but I also agree like sitting behind a good quarterback and learning matters as well to the point where like you're able to see the game from afar and kind of understand concepts and know how to attack that. And whereas if you're just a rookie going out, like you're just learning on the fly on your own and you don't get to see some of these tricks and trades that like quarterbacks do. Like Aaron Rodgers learned – the hard count that he has from Brett Favre and without Brett Favre there, he doesn't have that. He's not as good at that. Right. But, so, but you can also, you can argue though, that if Brett Favre was, let's say the backup veteran and you had just started Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre wasn't an, a raging asshole and would have actually taught him something <laughs> like he could have learned the hard count still and gotten the first team right. reps. There's nothing saying he can't do that. Like, I think the argument when people say, oh, it's good that uh, a rookie quarterback sits and watches. No, you're not going to learn as much watching the other guy play. Like, you will learn more by taking the reps, practicing with the players, and seeing the concepts yourself. And it's on you to have the mental fortitude to, you know, see what you're seeing, make the adjustments. If you don't, you suck. Like, like you, you can't do it. You're, you know. I okay. In some sense, I agree with that. That yeah, if there's at some point you need to yourself be able to make the adjustments. But I would say this is like no, there's not going to be a good quarterback that's going to sit on the bench while the rookie's starting. Like right, you need a good quarterback to be able to teach you. I don't want no offense to Andy Dalton. I don't know how well of a teacher he is to to Justin Fields because um, he and also just like. Part of it is like he doesn't have Justin Fields' abilities, so like he can't do some of the same stuff. But like, I, I guess I don't know. I I feel like if you have a good quarterback starting, you can kind of learn some of that stuff to make it easier on yourself to get some tips and tricks and stuff that you wouldn't get otherwise. Um, I don't know. What do you, Melvin? What do you think? Uh, I think my concern with Fields early on, after the initial. Uh, euphoria of being able to see this lauded pick was my concern is if he's behind this garbage line and Lacavius Simmons is just giving up free rushes and Justin Fields is just getting obliterated, he's not learning anything. Uh, but the O-line has shored up. And so part of the issue I think is that a lot of times these high round rookie draft picks are going to bad teams. And that's the reason why they're high round rookie draft picks. Uh, QBs that are getting drafted at a high. So if you have a bad team with a quarterback behind a bad line, then that can really stunt progress. But I think the Bears O-line at least is pulling it together where he should be able to get some meaningful development. And the receivers, you know, you could argue going back and forth about the level of uh, the caliber overall because outside of Darnell Mooney and Allen Robinson, you drop down to Marquise Goodwin and Demir Bird. And uh, we do have some tight ends. It looks like Cole Komet he's, he's connecting well with, which is a, a reassuring thing given that we spent the high second round pick on him. Um, and so I think that's what it comes down to is if you have pieces around the team that can help the player develop, um, then it's, it's meaningful. Otherwise, you don't want him to go out there and get obliterated because he doesn't know to pick, have the correct blitz pickups because he's a rookie. And no one else on that line is able to compensate for that. Yeah. Um, just a real quick um, from from a fantasy speed. I cannot talk. So from a one of the things we were talking about before uh, we started the episode was one of the topics was like 
from a fantasy perspective with a rookie quarterback, um, how does that impact you and how would you draft? And for me, just looking at like the top, um, so far we're about halfway through the season and, and just looking at the top wide receivers, the top 20 plus 25 wide receivers, not one single one of the 25 wide receivers has a rookie quarterback throwing to them, which kind of says something about like, if you're going to draft a wide receiver that plays for a rookie quarterback, like Allen Robinson or uh, Marvin Jones Jr., Corey Davis, you're you're asking for trouble that first year. So, like, I think that's one of the benefits, Melvin. I mean, uh, I don't like I said, I don't know how long if you've listened to our podcast or if you know as much about our league. But one of the things in our league is you can sign players to multi-year deals, and uh, that definitely helps incentivize you to pick up one of those wide receivers because maybe then not the first year, but like the second year, like Joe Burrow this year, he's doing well. Um, yeah. Maybe that incentivizes you to like pick up one of those guys and sign them to a later deal. Cause right now it's, it, there's not a good wide receiver with a rookie quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking back to last year, I, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen with Justin Herbert was a little bit of an anomaly because Justin Herbert had a really phenomenal rookie year, um, yeah. but that that's true. I, I think that's a good point. But again, I think that also goes back to oftentimes these rookie quarterbacks that are drafted high are coming into really bad situations. Um, Mac Jones, I think, is been has been doing pretty well, uh, but he's coming into a really solid coach team with good pieces uh, around him and a pretty good O-line, I feel like. Uh, but, you know, he, he's I've been asked to make certain amount of throws and certain types of throws, and he's done well. But I guess they don't have a single wide receiver that really has been lighting it up, and they use their uh, running back slot in the, the passing game too. So I, would, I, don't, I don't think – I mean, I agree. Like, I don't think we ever had this many rookie quarterbacks that start in – a normal football season, right? Like this is really abnormal. We have what four? Yeah, that's yeah. true. I think Trey it's starting to become more normal, but yeah, you're right. Cause normally, I mean, you know, you might get like a few, maybe like halfway through the season, a few more come up and like actually start. But this is like one of those years where it's like an anomaly. And I agree. Like I would never if I had to draft a top wide receiver for my team, I would never take someone who has a rookie quarterback. Like, you know, you have to go with someone who has pedigree, who knows that they're going to get X amount of catches, X amount of touchdowns, like that they're, you know, like the Hopkins, Metcalf, uh, Cup for some stupid reason this year. I hate <laughs> Cup this year. But, has, yeah, like you have to get like, Matthew Stafford. Huh? He has breakfast with Matthew, Staff- Matthew yeah. Stafford. That's why. God, whatever. I was like. Gotta have breakfast. Most important meal it. of the day. But I, I don't know if I would sign many of them to many wide receivers of long-term contracts because – you never know if a team will pull a uh, like Bengals and draft a wide receiver early the next year, and now the guy you yeah. thought would become the guy who has all the targets is further down on the depth chart than you yeah, thought. Yeah, or like the Arizona Cardinals, where you draft what, Josh Rosen, and then like next year be like, yeah, screw it, we'll go to Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean that was you know thank God they did that. That was a no brainer. I still have uh, I still have faith that Josh. Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen is the backup uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. I'm pretty sure pretty much nobody uh, that's listening to this knows that. He is the backup quarterback. He's been the backup quarterback all season to Matt Ryan. He's still in the league. That so that information is worth absolutely nothing. That's worth the uh, <laughs> that's worth the draft pick of Josh Rosen in the first round. I don't know what you were trying to how you're trying to impress uh, my, us. My point there is that Josh Rosen will be starting for the Falcons next year. Matt Ryan's oh. going to be gone. They're going to put Josh Rosen in. And then, oh, because, wow. no, what's going to happen is they're going to draft some other rookie quarterback. Josh yeah, Rosen is going to be Rosen the... Yeah, but no, he'll be the Andy Dalton. He'll start the first, like, five or six games, and then they'll throw this quarterback in. So, you know. I hope we'll they see. cut him. I just hope they cut him just straight up, just be like, <laughs> you know what? Josh Rosen's just that. He's the guy who's in the back, and when he's going to start, he gets cut for some other rookie guy who's coming in. <laughs> <laughs> just you know, collect the paycheck and move on for him. I can't believe Josh Rosen was the guy you brought up. He's the Sammy Watkins of this podcast at this point. <laughs> okay, so I want to ask you guys a topic that's not related fully to fantasy football or football at all. 
it is around the holidays. Uh, Rishi and I are not going to be on the podcast next week, so I was like, let me just bring it up today. What is too early to decorate for Christmas? Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I think definitely before Thanksgiving is definitely the cutoff. But stores don't care now. It's like as soon as Halloween is done, it's like overnight. The Yo, there was Christmas decorations at like a big lots near my work. And I want to say it was end of it was probably end of S- September, early October. Yeah, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I think, I think especially like for old people. It makes sense because, like, you don't want to put up decorations and when it's freezing outside. So, like, I can see old people doing it, but yeah, I agree. Like, with with Melvin, like, That's it's like Thanksgiving sense. needs to happen first, and then Christmas. But like, if you're yeah, if you're an if like you're an old person, you know, you're not gonna want to go out there when it's like 35, 40 degrees. That's good. You point. know, you're like a sixty year old person. Your kids have graduated from college; they don't visit you anymore. You know, like you just <laughs> like, all right, screw it. I'm putting up these lights in the middle of October. You're like, I'm just doing it. Who cares? July. Yeah. I'm just putting out. It's like, no one's going to give you shit either because it's like you're too old people. What are going to be do? Like, put those effing lights down. Yeah, but just don't turn the lights on. You can put them up anytime no. you want. Just don't turn the lights on. Wait, I'm going to tell you straight up though. I'm off tomorrow and right behind me, that is the box for my Christmas tree. And that shit's going oh. up tomorrow. Okay. I'm not going to turn on the lights, but that shit's going up tomorrow. Just we're on the same page. And I don't care. Okay. I'm like putting it up and like, it's. I love wait, having wait, you're going to set up all the lights and everything. You're just going to set it up, but you just won't physically power it on. Like it's just no, going to no, be on. It's not going to be turned on. It's just going to be in the corner waiting because we have to go to San Diego next weekend. So we don't have time to set it up next weekend. And true. then it's like Thanksgiving. So I'm like, let's just set up the tree before we leave. Yeah. And then we don't have to do it anything after that. Yeah, I know I, I probably should learn the dances it. for the wedding because, you know, I have to do them, but <laughs> I'm going to set up the tree instead tomorrow. You're front and center <laughs> too, aren't you? I better not be because we're in for a rude awakening, guys. You guys are all going to look like you're offbeat because I'm not doing the same moves you <laughs> Okay, wait. Th- this is a second topic. Why do Indians always love dances at weddings? I mean, no offense to anyone who loves yeah, wait, dancing. Wait. but Mel- Melvin, you have your wedding. I can't remember. I was at your wedding. I can't even remember. Were there dances there? There were, right? Yes. yes there There's were always. Did you? Okay, wait, wait. Did you request them or did Simi request them? Uh, I think. It was just an understanding that there would be dances. I some people are really go over and you know, like in our church community, people will go and like round up the little kids and be like, "Hey, you got to do a dance." I was like, I would never impose that on anybody. I told my groomsmen like, "Hey, I want to do a surprise dance for Simi, and uh, we're going to be doing like a family dance." Those are people that are like obligated to kind of be involved yes. and stuff for you for your wedding. But I yeah. think going back to the original point where it comes from, I think is just like the Bollywood influence and the vibe is like everyone wants to do like a performance and make it feel like real filmy. Um, that's, that's where I think it, a lot of it comes from is just people want to have that kind of flair. And I, I, went, I went to a white person wedding recently and it's like, Oh yeah, there's no dances. There's no like random uncle singing. <laughs> like, that's not what they do here. It's just about like the groom and the bride. Like, You're like, <laughs> this is way too weird. There's nothing else yeah. happening. Where's the show? Yeah. Where's the popcorn? There's like, there's yeah, like exactly. 50 to a hundred people. You're just like, this is it. Uh, I can interact yeah. with basically everyone. Yeah. I could see yeah, everyone I mean, in the room from this corner. What? What's going on? <laughs> I've been at a wedding where Benny the bull showed up. Uh, Get like, the F like, out of here. Wait, really? Act. Yeah, dude. Benny the, I don't know if it was like, you know, the A the real. Benny the Bull. It might have been like the B Benny the Bull, but there was a person with a Benny the Bull costume <laughs> at the wedding. And I was like, well, this is really something. So Did Benny the Bull dance? Hype, though. Oh, yeah. He was out there. Breaking, uh, oh I think God. he had a short thing and then he was like, I got to dip. Take some pictures. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I would love if Ben Bull came out like shot someone in the face with like a t-shirt cannon real quick and like walked. In. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. The most ridiculous shit in the world. I was like, yeah, okay, so bull for this wedding. For me though, like, okay, I don't mind. Like, I know there's family obligations to dance at weddings. I know groomsmen. There's obligations, but man, I'm like nervous the whole time going up to. It. I'm like, yeah. I gotta do this dance. There's gonna be right. 500, 600 people looking at me because we're Indian. Right. And then, like, right. and I know no one's gonna remember me doing it, but man, there's a lot of nerves. And then it's like, yeah. that's why, like, I like, I'm like, I can't. I just record it, and then you hit play or find a hologram <laughs> to recreate it, and then we can just, you know, I don't have to worry about it all day. 
That's See, but what's messed up is like apparently it's like way worse for the women that have to dance because they actually have expectations like, oh, you have oh, yeah. to be good. Whereas yeah. like the guys, right. like we could be like left shark and we'd be like, ah, that's fine, that's normal. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the would, guys just have to do some sort of like a gimmicky thing, like throw some freaking glitter in the air or something. Like it's like, oh my god, or do a backflip. But yeah, and then the girls too are also have to change out of outfits into outfits they can dance in and then change back like that it's it's definitely awful yo okay no joke at malu weddings the dances are ridiculous like they're as hype as they come i don't know if there's some sort of like dance studio that everyone practices at but (laughs) the dances are wild when you go to them because like everyone piles on the dance floor too like watch it like everyone's like four rows deep right right there people are on the stage watching it i was like man this is like this is no joke like i'd get nervous being in one of those you're you're right though, Nardo, about the stress. That that's definitely I've experienced that where you're like spending the whole wedding like oh god, and then you miss dinner because you got to go practice. Like it's it's really can be annoying for sure when you're like a, a teenager. Do your do your coworkers do your coworkers ask you after your wedding be like oh can I see the dance can I like see the videos of you dancing and then like you have to show them that or like is that not a because I'm I'm very my coworkers are all very curious to see me like fail miserably at these oh, dances sure, one sure. because i'm uncoordinated right like so they're like yeah. oh we have to see this right right yeah yeah it's like a you know a, a fire burn you can't turn away but you just can't you gotta see it um <laughs> i think people post things on social media so if they're in outside of your social media circle then you can and you're not really on too much social media too Rishi, so you could get away with it really that's true yeah like legit i i only know only one there's only two coworkers that I would have like, even on Facebook, and that's right. assuming somebody even posts something on Facebook anymore because people really don't. So I'd be like, yeah. I could probably get away with like, you know, I don't really Facebook's, use Instagram. Facebook's for the old people that put their decorations up in July. Okay, that's <laughs> the demographic it's become. <laughs> I, I mean, want Facebook sometimes. Wait, wait. wait so what? What is? What is then? Okay, so like you got Facebook, Instagram. Snapchat, Twitter, WhatsApp, like what, what, what is the, oh, WhatsApp's the messaging thing. That's like, WhatsApp, what the hell, it's not social media. <laughs> I don't think you're using it's WhatsApp. my right? version of social media. You're like texting what everyone is- you know on WhatsApp. <laughs> hey, look at this picture. Like, that's not a post, Rishi. <laughs> you're just texting it. <laughs> so, so, what, what is the, what is the hip and modern? The modern one? Okay, I mean. Oh, yeah, I think I don't know if you guys are a little younger than me, so you fall in a different demographic. I'm in the Instagram demographic. The old people is Facebook. The young people is like Snapchat, and then maybe TikToks among all of them. But you have to be kind of like I don't know, like you have to be a little different to go into the TikTok one. Like I know Pratik loves yeah. TikTok. Like I I, don't, I like watch it for like thirty seconds. I'm like okay, I'm I'm kind of good. Like I'm gonna move on. Yeah, I think it's definitely TikTok is amongst the the younger generation, and then it's Instagram, Snapchat has definitely lost its uh, its pull, and then Facebook is definitely the the boomers boomer generation for sure. Yeah, it's like Rishi, yeah. you're definitely a Facebook guy. Yeah, I mean Melvin, today <laughs> was it today or yesterday? I don't remember. You put up a uh, Instagram because the only reason I got Instagram was so Faisal could send me golf post. That was literally the only reason I got it. And but like you sent something in the chat today that I was like, I don't even know what this means. It was so hip and modern. And you were just oh, like, you just joke, you sent yeah. me the slang definition of it. Right, right. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. It picture, okay. It was, it was a picture of Jordan uh, or sorry, Justin Fields like swagged out before the last game that he had posted. And I sent it to our group and I said, Your quarterback could never. And Rishi was like, could never, what? <laughs> What's the reference? But yeah, basically saying like, this is Justin Fields. Jordan Love could never pull this off. Your quarterback could never. And it's like a thing that, it's it's, it's a mean thing. So. Yeah, it's like, it's a thing that's said. There's a lot of times yeah. though, that there's things that are said that I'm like, I don't know what the, this means. Like, I'm sorry guys. Like, And I'm like, I'm, I'm comfortable with myself knowing I'm old as fuck and not knowing what younger people are saying. And I'm like, yeah. shit, I look embarrassing as fuck all the time. Like, have you guys oh, heard yeah, of, okay, yeah. this is going to be a completely weird thing because a coworker said this. Have you ever heard of body count? What's your body yes. count? Okay. Yes. Rishi, you're having that face 
Okay, I'm, I'm just trying to think of what that could mean, and I'm like, I'm like thinking in a dirty way about like what it, that could exactly. mean. Exactly, that's what it actually means. So they showed me a video. Okay. It was like some guy going up to this like really heavy, like straight out of Central Casting, a tan looking guy, and the guy's like, "Hey, what's your body count?" The guy's like, "I don't know, like two or three. And like, "What do you think I'm asking?" He's like, "How many people I've killed?" And I was like. <laughs> 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 and then that maybe I was like, and then like the other people are laughing. He goes, oh my god, I can't believe he just admitted that. They're like, you know what they're asking him? I was like, wasn't that what they're asking him? And they're like, no, you idiot! It's how many people he slept with. I'm like, oh, okay, I totally didn't realize this reference. And I was like, I'm such an old person without realizing it. Oh man, it's true. I love it it's though. Too for getting old. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I've you ever talked to someone who's like half your age, like my cousin who is in college still? I have no idea yeah. what the fuck she's talking about. Oh, dude! Yeah. It's when you talk to like people that are twenty, and then like you tell them like 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 right, you're at work, you're they're using like Word or Excel, and you're like, all right, hit the save button, and like you know what that is, right? They're like, oh, it's just the save button. I'm like, it's a floppy disk. Or like, what's a floppy disk? I'm like, God damn it, <laughs> you <laughs> suck so yeah. much. We're becoming those yeah. old people that like like to talk about like these fucking young kids don't know anything compared to us. Back yeah. in my day, yeah, I, I mean, we, we, we I think we. Yeah, we we basically came out of the transition of like old age to digital age of like straight from dial up to we need everything right now. Like, oh my god, the Comcast like uh, power the uh, the short uh, outage was it yesterday? Yeah, yeah. I like lost my yep. shit. I was like, I can't fuck. I turn on the TV. Oh, uh, Comcast is down. I like go <laughs> trying to get my Wi Fi. It's down. My fucking uh, we have this like air uh, was like air freshener that for some reason is on Wi-Fi and it's blinking. I'm like, what the fuck is going on in my house? Like, Yeah. Everything's on Wi-Fi now. Like your alarm system, your locks, all your appliances, like the machines are are coming for us. I know. And I'm like, God damn. I was like, man, I really rely on Wi-Fi more than I realized. I'm like looking around like Mm -hmm. I'm totally plugged in. Like I'm in the matrix at this point. I'm not taking whichever (laughs) pill it was to get out. Like I'm totally involved in this. I don't know. I love it though. I like, I love when, when you talk to people and you like talk about like how younger people don't realize things and stuff. I was like, this is what our parents probably thought about us. And we're like, you guys are so old. You don't get it. We have become those people. Melly, you have a freaking child. Like we yeah, are those it, people. Wait, wait, is, uh, so his child is actually named after a NFL tight end. Actually, it probably wasn't named after that, but that's just how it turned out. Coincidentally yeah, happened yeah. to be. Yeah. I tried to draft him in our league, but, uh, mm-hmm. I was thwarted. Um, but Logan wait, Thomas, is, in case anyone doesn't know, yeah, is is he is he has he turned is he turning one soon or? Yeah, he turned one yesterday. Oh, shoot. oh, yeah, you mentioned that related yeah. to little Logan Thomas. You got to stay on the you yes. got to stay on the social medias. Rishi. This is what happens. Yeah, you got to stay on, on top of things. <laughs> yeah, stop That's watching true. Faisal's golf videos and start paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what did you guys do for the birthday though? Uh, I was unfortunately working, but today we hung out and. Uh, went outside and you know it's cold so we were trying to go to a one of those farm things but they're all closed up by now mm-hmm. so oh god it happens that fast around here i think sunday we're getting snow in chicago so i saw that i'm not ready my body's not ready Wait, i bought what? a snowblower, snow? snowblower though. yeah less than an inch it's, oh my god. it's it's a it's a it's a dusting apparently yeah. but still Jeez. yeah God, you look really like mortified right now, Rishi. That we're gonna get a well, you less guys are than an traveling this weekend, right? So hopefully it doesn't, you know, cause any issues. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, traveling on. I'm traveling on Tuesday. Oh yeah. Um, oh. First class. First I can't class, believe you became that guy. No, I have a specific rule. Things? I have a specific rule. A couple of things. One, for to fly first class, your travel must be at least a minimum of two and a half hours. If it's under two and a half hours, you don't fly first class. It's not worth it because you, you need one. The advantage of first class is one, you get that meal. Um, you get the meal and you get the alcohol. If it's under two and a half hours, you barely get any of that stuff, and it's not really worth it. Yeah. So it has to be two and a half hours minimum. And if you're flying like from one side of the country to the other, like it's definitely like obviously the time wise, it's going to be like that. But then also like you want to make sure. Time wise, if you're flying during like a afternoon thing where they don't provide like lunch or it's too early for dinner, you also don't fly first class because it's not worth it at that point either. So like during COVID, it's not like during COVID, you don't fly first class because they just give you like the same shit that they do in coach, which you get like a bag of water and pretzels right. and all that shit. I'm like, right. the only thing that's different is they they will give you alcohol. But it's like one glass of alcohol or even just like two, like we're talking tiny glasses of alcohol is not worth it 
for that price you're paying. So there is a limit to how I do that. I'm like, you sound I so have some pinkies out one percent right now. It's not even funny. You're like, oh, it's not worth it. You know, I can't justify uh, it. I, I get only one alcoholic beverage. Fucking dick. You're like, I'm ringing my bell. This this server is not coming by quick enough for me. Did you did you uh, use points to upgrade to first class, or did you buy first class tickets? Uh, I always buy first class tickets. I. I, I mean, now granted, yeah, I mean, if it's, like, ridiculously expensive, if it's, like, over $1,000, I'm not going to do it. I look for times where it makes sense. Like from, like I said, if it's from a trip that I have to do, like, it's a long trip, like this this one that we're going to San Diego, I booked yeah. that trip, like, way back in, shoot, June or July, something like that, to the point where it was, like, really, really cheap. It's, it's like, $770 round trip from to San Diego. So I was, like... That's a no-brainer for me. Uh, of like, what airline? What airline? United. Um, from a first-class perspective, I've flown Delta first-class. I've flown United first-class. I've now flown American first. I hate American, so I will never do that. But like, from Delta and United, it seems like United has a better first-class. Delta definitely has a better Comfort Plus. Delta Comfort Plus is by far the best bargain I've ever found on an airline to. You pay up some, not the level of first class, but you you still, especially on the long trips, you get more bang for your buck. You get basically short of like the hot towel, hot meal type of stuff. You basically get a, the same stuff you do in first class for Delta. So like flying to Seattle on Comfort Plus, I was like, shoot, I'm doing this every time on, on Delta. But like yeah. from a first class perspective, United is definitely better. Um, it just... Better food, I feel like, and then also just a better, just better service in general um, on United for first class. I'm like also looking at first class for lights right now. And I was like, it's like eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, if you do it now, yeah, yeah, for sure, it's more expensive. But like, and also for me, like the one thing with United is United gives you ice cream as a dessert, whereas I don't think the others do. Bro, you could buy as much ice cream. You could buy so much ice cream for eleven hundred dollars. Like you know, you don't have to like. You, and you could eat it not on an airplane. Full. Yeah, of you can't. You can't freeze that stuff and bring it onto a plane. That's like the one thing on a plane. Like you really can't. You can't really bring that. If you, you bring everything the, else, if you grease the stewardess twenty bucks, she'll give you a little tub of ice cream, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. You don't get first class. I mean, I'm not gonna hate on the game because yo, I respect you buying a first class flight. I just want to give you shit because you always give me shit. That's that's very true. That is very true. So, but it'll be fun. I mean, you know, once we learn these dances and uh, we get to San Diego, away from the snow, as you freak out, it'll yeah. be fun. While well, Melvin's but, yeah. like all cold and inside, he's just like trying yeah. to struggle on his way to work. He's like, "God damn, the snow!" As his car breaks down, and he's having to call us, and we're like, "Ah, sorry, we're in San Diego, man." And it's like. San Diego is a beautiful place. I'm always jealous when I see people I know in San Diego who are living there. I've never been there. Is it really that nice? Oh, really? Yeah. No, it's fantastic. I mean, <clears throat> you're you're right by the ocean. Um, everyone there just seems happy. Everything is super expensive, but yeah. you, know, you, you get what you're paying for. And like weather-wise, I feel like it's the closest thing you can get to Hawaii. Sure. In in the sense that like it rarely rains and even like just pretty much every day is similar temperature. It's not like there's huge fluctuations in temperature. It's like you wake up in the morning and you're like, I actually feel like going outside. Like I don't really yeah. want to stay indoors. Right. It's like every day is like yeah. mid to upper fifties, low, mid to upper sixties is high. Like and, constantly. And, and terrific quality Mexican food as well. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I can't wait. I was like, I, mean, I love Mexican food. Right at the border, so it's 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 awesome. All right. Well, but I definitely on the next podcast we're going to review. Yeah. We're going to review all of the Mexican food for the next podcast. Rishi, we're going to go on a tour, tequila and uh, tacos. That's our that's the podcast for the when we get back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's we're over the hour mark, Melly. I hope you enjoyed your first uh, stint with us. Yeah. And hopefully you come back. On, guys. It's real fun. Yeah. Of course, yeah. and uh, I hope Rishi ILL, loses. Man. ILL, I know, right? I, was, he, I saw his rocking the ILL shirt. You're I not know, wearing one too, no, are you? Oh yeah, he is. What the he fuck? Is. 
Yeah. I'm wearing a, I'm wearing like I, a I, janky, uh, I, surely not everyone was Kung Fu fighting shirt. <laughs> if I had known, I would have put yeah. my ILL shirt on. It's the yeah, throwbacks. I, I dug this out of my parents' or closet at my parents' place. I was like, oh, I miss this shirt. Wait, from how long ago was that shirt? This is from, I think I got this freshman year, probably from uh, like the Illini Union Bookstore. So 2007. Yeah, like 14 years ago and it's still in perfect condition. Heck yeah. I mean, the the Chief is, I think, a little faded, but I think it actually looks kind of cool that way. Yeah, I mean, hey, come come to Logan with that shirt. People would be like, this guy, this guy fits right in this hipster right here, fits right in with that shirt. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's going to be like a relic. They don't sell that anymore, man. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, exactly. It's vintage. Oh yeah, right. No more Line head or Chief Line like or whatever. Chief, no Chief. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Save it. It could be worth millions. It could pay for uh, Logan's uh, college tuition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or like first class ice cream. You know, so either or. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you can go either way. All right, guys. Good, good catching up. Uh, hope everyone has a good week in fantasy. Rishi, hope you suck and lose as always. But good luck with the dance, talking guys. to you guys today as always.